0: Welcome to the Podcast of Faith. I'm Caitlin and new here. I'm a busy farming mama of four, so you're likely to hear kids or animals or even Westerns playing in the background. But I'm here because I love Jesus and Jesus loves me. And because of that, I grew tired of trudging through the muck of life without him and decided to chase after him and what he has for me instead. I'm not a great public speaker, but I've got a purpose here. I can feel that. So instead of running from it, I'm gonna to run to it and see what God has for me. I don't know a lot, but I've learned a few things and I'd love to share them with you. Here goes it. I was woken up in the night and I felt the spirit leading me to pick this podcast back up and to share testimonials in this season. And so in this season, I want to be intentional, and I want to be purposeful for what he's purposed and called me to do. So I can stand on the other side of the fire that I've walked through, not even smelling like smoke. And that's what these are about that you're about to hear. I'm sitting in my living room on a Sunday morning. And I'm trying to get the courage up to get this testimony out. It's very raw and it's very vulnerable. Um, Do you remember back in September, there was a podcast episode called, I titled it, Where Have I Been? And that's because the day before, I've been in a battle ever since. Um, I had written down and just to, I don't know, just to tell myself, you've got to get this out. But it's the vasectomy. And recently I had kind of opened up to a couple people around me about the issue. If you hear anything, it is the cowboy corgi puppy and the house lamb. Who can't help but interrupt. So, September 22nd, I was on my lunch break. And listening to Leon Hart's podcast with Hedy Lee Brooks. It's a good one. You should look it up. Um, but in it, when I was listening to it, that's when I felt God's, I don't know, whatever spirit, voice, call, whatever on me that told me this was not my will for you. And I've kind of hinted in other episodes that completely broke me. And for him to say that this was not his call on our lives, I realized I have blocked my own blessing. And so I've asked the Lord To just renew us and restore us. And I'm so sorry that we took this into our own hands. And that now I want what he wants for us. So, backstory when Denver turned one. I realized that I was pregnant and with Sage. And I was very shocked. I, I just, having four kids, I felt like people would, you know, give us the looks or don't you have a TV or, you know, all the comments. And so at the time, I was... I didn't realize I was pregnant. I did not in any conventional sense of the word. But I had been studying Abigail. And, I mean, there's not much to study on her. But um, I just, I really, I loved her story. I loved her her attitude and her fire. And um, I think it's First Samuel 25. I should have looked that up before I said anything about her, but I had been studying and I was praying and in the prayer, it's like, you know, kind of like how I received Denver Ray, I just seen this word and it was Corin, C-O-R-R-I-N. And it wasn't, you know, looking back now, it wasn't, um, capitalized or or anything like with Demaray and it It wasn't you know I wasn't given anything else I just seen that word and I was like my gosh I've never I don't even I didn't even know that was a word and so looking it up um it was a female name and so I, I just took it and ran with it and you know, talking to matt and and being like, "You know, do you think it means what I think it means, you know, like for Denver, and realizing that, oh my gosh, I am pregnant, and is this the baby's name and because i'll I'll tell you i had I felt like I had a dream or a vision about me sitting on a bleachers on the side of the arena. And a daughter competing in breakaway roping. And and I just, I remember being like, that's my daughter. And her name was Corin. And so I, I just, I couldn't get past that. It's kind of hard to get all this out. But... So I, I was like, you know what, We're, I'm going to be bullheaded and I'm going to say this is the baby's name. And um, I think at the same time, Matt's grandmother had sent me something. And um, one of the women on his side of the family, her name was Abigail. And I was like, well, that, I mean, here I'm studying Abigail and then i'm given the same abigail that's that's got to be the baby's name the baby's name is corin abigail and so like i refused to find out the gender and i was like nope i'm just believing i'm believing you know again and, and just being bullheaded in that and um gosh looking back now it's like it was kind of embarrassing that so let's see was it six weeks or four weeks before um, sage was due. And actually, maybe even before that, um, my great grandmother had had a stroke. And so we were, I had gone to visit her. She had had a TIA um, when I was leaving the grocery store. So I had gone by and checked on her. She was coming back around. And um, becoming more lucid. And I remember sitting at her bed, at the side of her bed. And she kept telling me um, in her way that it was going to be a boy. And I was like, nope, mm-mm. it's going to be a girl. It's going to be a girl call call. And she just was adamant that it was going to be a boy. And she had told me. He was due June twenty first, I think. Um and she had told me twelve days. That's all she could say was twelve days. And I was like, What do you mean twelve days? This baby's gonna be born in twelve days or it's gonna be twelve days early and twenty fourth. He was due the twenty fourth. It's gonna be twelve you know, due twelve days early and um you know she couldn't explain anything further. And so, um, I guess a month before I was due with him, um, we had gotten off work. I had come, the girls had softball games. I had come to my mother-in-law's to, um, get them ready. And I had squatted down and was trying to pull up my five-year-old's t-ball socks that are ridiculously long ago, went over a age, you know, and as I'm pulling up, I just felt a burst, and my placenta had ruptured, and it was very scary, and, you know, couldn't get a hold of Matt, you know, immediately, and, you know, I'm bleeding everywhere, and, um, so he ends up you know, taking me to the closest ambulance and, and them taking us up to, um, the hospital that I used. And I mean, God was all over that because, I mean, I, I'd quit bleeding on my own within two days, but I was on bed rest after that. Uh, and the whole time, you know, they're doing sonograms on there, you know, they can clearly see, you know, what, what he is, and I'm just like, nope, it's a girl, Mm -mm, it's a girl, and this is why, and so he was born 12 days early on June the 12th, Um, and I just, I remember being in the hospital room, and, and I say all this to also say that was the toughest labor I've ever had, and it scared me how hard it was, And, um, so when the doctor, he was so wrapped up in his umbilical cord, it took her a solid 30 seconds to unwind and untangle him. I mean, you know, the, the nightmare of a cord being around his neck, it was there and it was, you know, through his legs and around his torso and under his arms and around his neck again. And, um, and that's why i think it was so hard the labor was so hard and he was just hanging out because he was he was tangled up and so when the doctor was like you know dad you know tell us what what it is and he was like it's a boy and i was like no it's not it's not you know i was just so adamant and i was and so when i did see that he was a boy i did not know what to do with my belief and and so I struggled for two days. I couldn't name him for two days because I was so, you know, in a death grip and in a stronghold of what it, it was supposed to be a girl. And this was what the name was supposed to be. And how can I announce to the world when I've announced to the world this whole time about Corinne Abigail. And so I did feel like Corin was spoken over him, you know, strengthen everything that, that. Is you know the the definition of Corin, and I did try to name him Corin Steel, um. And it was like I had wrote it down on a sign and put it above his head. You know, I was like, let's just try it out, and he screamed and cried the whole time. But as I changed his name, because I tr- I think I tried to name him Corin Sage. We ended up we were gonna name him Sage, and um, after my baby sister and um and just what it it you know, it means wisdom and it means prophecy and um I did, the prophecy that I didn't know that I needed and the wisdom that I didn't know that I needed <clears throat> and um Monroe after a great grandfather. But when I tried to name him Corin Sage, he pitched a fit. But when I erased it and I wrote Sage Monroe, he was Completely satisfied, and so I was like, "This is it. This is this has got to be his name." And it it was, you know, to the point of the nurses coming in. You can't take this baby home till you name him. Um, so all that to say, I have still felt a tie in my heart to Corin and Corin Abigail, and so in this realization of I have. I have blocked my own blessing, and I have taken it into my own hands. And the Lord told me that this was not His will for me. It was to follow through with the vasectomy. We did that a couple weeks after Sage was born because I was just in a place basically begging my husband, I can't do this again. I can't. And I don't want to go through the massive surgery of hysterectomy, or, you know, they had been talking about, just with the risk of cancer, you know, removing my fallopian tubes, and, or, you know, hysterectomy, tube time, whatever. I just didn't feel like I could go through that. Like, I have birthed four babies. I have gone through a DNC with Branch. I've done all the major stuff. Like, I'm done. And he was like, no, this is the man who has never had a procedure done. He said he wanted to do it, and I was like, let's just you know it can be easier on us, period on our marriage on everything that binds us together let's do that and so now looking back, I feel like we did that from a place that was not holy and we did that from a place that was not worthy and was not righteous, and so for that to all come back and and the Lord telling me that I needed to repent of that because that was a It was sin in my life, and that was not His will for me. It was devastating to me. And so I started praying from September here and there, bring her to us, or however Corinne is supposed to be. If it's it's not spoken over sage, I need it brought to me if it's her in the physical sense, I need her brought to me. But I also have realized in all this, I am not deserving. And I do fall short even more than I thought I did. So over and over it's been, Father, I am so sorry that I got in the way. That I said, Enough was enough, and you didn't. I'm so sorry that I I tried to play your part. But this is what I also heard through, maybe it was that podcast, but I have it written down. That your will is greater than my mistakes. So I had to be, I had to go there to the where have I been. And this is where, you know, it was the realization of this is what has been between me and Jesus. Like I had felt this rift and I didn't know what it was. And then he brought it to light. This is where I was. I have sat here in the I am so sorry, God, that we took this into our own hands that we thought we could play your role and control our future plans. But Lord, renew us and restore us. Even if we're not restored physically, I know we don't deserve it. We're wretched and I get it. I get the part of where you designed the law to show us how far away we are from ever accomplishing accomplishing rightness and worth and holiness on our own. We screw it up. So, Lord, if we never have another blessing again, you are enough. Thank you for lining us up. Thank you for being the one in true authority. So, where am I going to make my peace? Where are you going to make your peace? I've been sitting in a place now Since then, which is why I quit podcasting, which is why I quit until I felt like the Lord told me a few weeks ago that this needed to be about testimonies. So I've been sitting in a place that I don't know where or what to call it, but I'm wanting to see God move. And it's been a struggle, maybe out of good intentions or trying to do what's right. We start trying to do things and correct things, but I neglected my soul in the process. So this is where I had to bring myself. I need to be in the moment of sitting in the presence of the Lord. I'm, I've been getting, you know, I from September to January, I had been getting wrapped up in everything else. But the Lord loved me through those moments. Lord, help me to receive what you want to do in my heart. Lord, I'm ready to receive your love for me. I'm ready to submit to you. I had to get there. I had been numbing myself. Not in the sense of alcohol or pills or, you know, whatever else comes to mind when you say that. But I had I had been needing a break and I had been numbing. Mostly with losing time in the scroll hole of social media. And I had been neglecting my soul in the process. And the Lord brought me back to Psalms 23. You know, I had talked about with Branch that that had just been something that I felt like was spoken. The Lord is my shepherd. I have. All that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths. Bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley. I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect. And comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. I do not deserve any of it. And why does he graciously and generously give it? So step one for me was realizing it. Recognizing the problem for what it is. And repenting and drawing close to him. And then this was the scriptures that I was reading this morning. Deuteronomy 30, 15 through 20. See, today I have set before you life and prosperity, death and death. Adversity for I am commanding you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, and to keep his commands, statutes, and ordinances, so that you may live and multiply, and the Lord your God may bless you in the land you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you do not listen, and you are led astray to bow and worship to other gods and serve them, I tell you today that you will certainly perish. And will not prolong your days in the land you are entering to possess across the Jordan. I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you today. That I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live. Love the Lord your God, obey him and remain faithful to him. For he is your life. And he will prolong your days as you live in the land the Lord swore to give to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In Psalm 32. How joyful is the one whose transgression is forgiven. Whose sin is covered. How joyful is a person whom the Lord does not charge with iniquity and in whose spirit is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones became brittle from my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy on me. My strength was drained as in the summer's heat. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not conceal my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let everyone who is faithful pray to you immediately when great waters come. They will not reach him. You are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with joyful shouts of deliverance. I will instruct you and show you the way to go. With my eye on you, I will give counsel. Do not be like a horse or mule without understanding. What must be controlled with bit and bridle, or else it will not come near you. Many pains come to the wicked. But the one who trusts in the Lord will have faithful love surrounding him. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous ones. Shout for joy, all you upright in heart.